Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hello, my name is Dr. Nick Smolovsky, and I'm also a geoholic. Thank you for tuning in for a celebratory edition of Bad Elf's Seconds of Spatial News. We bad elves live our lives one spatial second at a time, and we know you do too. For this week's spatially related news, we are wishing photogrammetry software pioneer Pix4D a happy birthday. As reported by American Surveyor Magazine, leading software company Pix4D on June 1st just celebrated its 10-year anniversary. To celebrate their decade of success, the company is releasing a new logo to better incorporate and visualize its vastly updated solutions catalog. Starting originally with one product, the company now boasts a portfolio of 14 software solutions. Wowzers, Batman! That is more than one new software package on average per year since the company's inception. For me personally, I remember doing business with Pix4D nearly nine years ago when I was associated with a large geospatial vendor which started selling the first SenseFly drones nationally in the United States. Since those first formative days, what a ride civilian-based drone operations and professional photogrammetry has been on. To be punny, drones and photogrammetric data have literally taken off. Hats off to you, Pix4D, and my friend, CEO, Christoph Strecke. A job well done on creating one of the most prolific photo software programs on the market. And truly, thank you for helping push the industry forward. Happy birthday, you photogrammetry nuts. Okay, that does it this week for Bad Elf's Seconds of Spatial News. We hope you enjoyed our selected news of the week. If you have any questions about this story, about Bad Elf GNSS products, please, please, Contact me via LinkedIn or other social media outlets. Looking forward to hearing from you. Cheers all you geoholics. Stay safe out there. Till next time. Let's have some fun, boys. That's, this just makes me want to drink a beer. I'm a hard working man. Yep. <laughs> I wear a steel hard hat. Too hot for that. No. Never too hot for beers. Phil F can. <laughs> he can deal with it. Depends who you ask. <laughs> oh, man. It is good to be a geoholic. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geoholics Podcast. And thanks for hanging out with the cool kids here in the one and only Diamondback Lands Ring studio. This is episode 86. Shoots, what'd you come up with for 86, buddy? I got Mr. Heinz Ward. From the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers. Yeah. Good one. Yep. Uh, 1998 third round pick, number 92 overall to the Steelers. Played his entire career with them. Two-time Super Bowl champion. He was the Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl XL, if you mm, guys remember that I one. I do, yep. Four-time Pro Bowler, three-time second-team All-Pro. So, not mm. in the Hall of Fame as of yet, but he ended his career with exactly 1,000 receptions. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. XL, was that the Super Bowl against the Cardinals? I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so, that no. was that was the one where like Jerome Bettis won and oh, it, was okay. in, it was in Detroit. <clears throat> yeah. 
All right. Well, if hey, I remember correctly. I think you're right on that. I'm not going to waste any time as we've got a ton to get to. So, PJ, tell us about that opening number. Yeah, that was Brooks and Dunn, hardworking man, uh, an American country music duo consisting of Kix Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. Founded in 1991, the duo has recorded 11 studio albums and five compilation albums, released 50 singles, of which 20 went to number one on the Hot Country Songs chart, and 19 more reached top 10. Um, their material is best known for containing influences of Honky Tonk, Mainstream country and rock. Uh, Brooks and Dunn were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2019. PJ, yes. have you ever said honky-tonk before just now? Just about 15 minutes ago when I was reading this for the first time. <laughs> I like it, though. I'm a honky-tonk guy, whatever that is. Little did you know honky that... Honky-tonk man. Little did you know that <laughs> Dilfy Dilf actually went through a country music phase back mm. in the uh, mid-90s. So during this time, I, of course, went to a bunch of shows because that's what I do, of course. And one of those was Brooks and Dunn, and I was doing the Boot Scoot and Boogie. Boots oh, wow. And boogie. <laughs> so maybe we need a, a second nickname, DD and Honky Tonky. Oh, Jesus. Let's, no, let's not. Shout out to this week's featured friend of the program, Mentoring Mondays. Mentoring Mondays. Do you ever wish that you could have a weekly cup of coffee with like-minded surveying professionals? They're here to help. Excuse me. They're here to tell you that you can do just that by participating in the virtual Mentoring Mondays for Land Surveyors Program. This is a weekly Zoom meeting featuring live Q&As on your favorite surveying topics. Every Monday, the forum is hosted by a rotating series of guest speakers who are among the best in the surveying business. Think of Mentoring Mondays as the weekly office hours of the surveying profession. So whether you're a freshman in college or a 50-year professional land surveyor looking to contribute your wisdom and experience, Mentoring Mondays is for you. To find out more, simply visit www.mentoringmondays.xyz. And I just got to say, if you're listening to this right now and you have not checked out Mentoring Mondays, you are missing out on a huge opportunity to... Absolutely. Uh, to uh, further your knowledge about serving and everything else. I mean, Trent Keenan, everybody knows how much we think about Trent. You know, he's, uh, he, he does as much, if not more, than anybody to promote this profession. So definitely check out MentoringMondays.xyz. It's a good group to build your network. <clears throat> Huge, yes. That's just like a byproduct that you don't even think about. Absolutely. Good point there, Shoots. All right, so get this. We got a new segment here. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> it's the Trimble Geospatial Weekly. Are you ready for this? Words of Wisdom. That's a lot of W's. So right about now, you're asking yourself, what the hell is this? Well, the monthly pod word wasn't getting the traction we had hoped. You know, maybe it was ahead of its time. We'll bring it back at a later date. We'll you never see. Know. But the Trimble Geospatial Weekly Words of Wisdom is my next big idea. <laughs> okay, let's go All with right. it. Let's do this. So here's the deal. So I read an article about a gentleman by the name of Rodney Bullard. Have you heard of him? No, sir. Have you heard of him, PJ? I haven't, I have no. Not. So he is the VP of Corporate Responsibility for Chick-fil-A. Okay. Oh. How did you not know that? I should have. I just read a book about them. <laughs> so Did you really? <laughs> yeah. So in this article, he made reference to a really cool thing. It's called the three feet analogy. Okay. It basically goes like this. This is a quote. I may not be able to change the world, but I do know I can impact anyone within a three feet radius of me. We don't know what folks are going through. And at this time of division in this country, we should think about our three feet and the impact we have on those we interact with. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I have heard that. And I think we're sitting yes. three feet apart from each other right now. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to be six feet or something like that? So, I had, uh, yeah, that's, maybe. Those, that's, <laughs> no, those, those days are gone, buddy. All right, let's catch the boys a little bit. PJ, what's new with you, buddy? 
Um, doing good, guys. Uh, I was out at the lake this past weekend. Obviously, if you're in Arizona listening to this, you know that we've had kind of a smoky one. Like, all the sunsets oh. and everything have been super Horrible. smoky. So, it was even worse going out there east. We went out to Canyon Lake. Mm. Um, and just the whole way up there, you could see all of that just it pluming in the air and then coming across this direction. But it was a good day out there. Um, jumped off a kind of high cliff for the first time ever. I'm impressed. And I don't usually do things like that. I'm a, I'm a worry war. I'm a cautious <laughs> Kathy. So um, it was pretty fun to go out there and just do that. But just summertime. Living good it. for you, man. Exactly. Good for Living you. that That's best awesome. life, right? Yeah. So when you jumped off that cliff, did you feel alive? I did once I hit the water. Well, yeah. I, I tried to go up. There. I peeked over at one time, and you feel like literally you're on top of the Empire State Building. Oh my god! And then I just kind of went back, and then I just did it because I was like, the, the, every second that goes by, I'm gonna end up like, let me just go down to the lower one or something. <laughs> I really wanted to do it, yeah. So I didn't want to psych myself out, and um, and usually when something like that happens, I'll be like the second or the third person to do it because yeah. everyone's like, I, I was the first one to do it. Oh, I nice. wanted to be the first one to Good do it. Good for you, so. man. No way in hell I would have done that. Nope. No, I wouldn't even be like up there to. Have the opportunity. <laughs> no yeah. way. I'm what? terrified of heights. I also went to uh, that Papago course. Pap, I, I that's a Look great at this course, guy. Ugh, dude. He's, he's gonna be out playing you. He's I know. Dream. Yeah, this is awesome. Me, me and BS are gonna have to do uh, a square off here soon. But have you guys been there? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. The buttes right there and that yeah. lose bar and grill. Yeah, had to go. It's a, it's a good course. Yeah, good for you. That's, that's a awesome. tough track though. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's that's still in the works. I lose a couple of golf balls while you're. I out actually there. didn't lose anything. Hey, that's good. But I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was playing pretty conservatively. I didn't no, want to no. lose any. Slow no, down your swing. That's all I'm driver. gonna say. Slow oh yeah. And easy. Every Slow single and time easy. I pop up there, I'm 150. percent I just need to relax. <laughs> yeah. The yep. more I play golf, the less I have to think, and then I play better. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying too. Stuck because I'll be in my backswing thinking about 15 different things, and, and then you, yeah, you go all all sorts of wrong. Yeah, for sure. But Ryan, what about you? Um, I attended a baseball game this weekend, and nice. I gotta say, our team stinks. They're horrible. They are horrible. We made like I am a diehard baseball fan. We left in the seventh inning. They were down ten to two. See, now you sound like me. It was it was awful. I'm like, I can't even watch this team anymore. <laughs> so You I, know what? I actually bet on that game. Did you? Oh, yeah. On yeah. Oh, it was Angels, you know, minus one and a half. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Take it every day of the week. Yeah. So that and then uh, our sons are really killing it. So mm -hmm. this is this is your weekly sports segment with me. It is. What about you, DD? Well, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback onto your your mention of the sons there. Of course, our sons are moving on to the Western Conference final, which Ooh. is pretty exciting. So now is about as good a time as any to give our ticket connection. Sydney Slavin, a shout out. She's been amazing to work with. And if you're looking to get a, you know, tickets to a son's playoff game this year, let me know and I'll put you in touch with Sydney. By the way, Sydney is also the daughter of my good friend and Delta Chi brother, Mike Slavin. I'm only mentioning that because if I didn't, he'd feel left out. <laughs> you got to get everybody in. got to get everybody in there. Exactly. All right. Let's move on. Safety apparel, safety share, and other things to worry about. What do you got, Shoots? Well, with the weather being what it is here in Arizona, I figured we could talk about heat stroke a little bit. Ugh, uh, so bad today. It, it, it happens when you're very hot and your body doesn't cool itself properly. Your temperature is usually over 104 degrees. People working hard. Hard surveyors uh, are in high heat are at risk if not treated heat stroke can damage your organs like your brain your heart and your lungs and without treatment about 80 percent of people die mm. from heat stroke awful so it was you know with it being this hot i had to go that way that's a good one it's a good one you get into the thing is one thing i'll add to that and i'm sure we've talked about it before on the show 
you hydrate today for tomorrow. Yes. If you absolutely. wake up tomorrow drinking a bunch of water, yeah, that's good. But you're really hydrating today for tomorrow. So absolutely. that's the only thing I'm going to add to that. That's why you water down the mellow corn. I a bunch of ice. A <laughs> exactly. bunch of ice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Plus, it's better when it's watered down for some reason. All right. You guys ready? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, Let's get do into this. this. Yep. We've got three fine gentlemen with us this evening. Not us shoots. I saw you getting all excited there. I, you know, I thought I was getting a compliment. <laughs> and they're here to provide a fresh perspective from the younger, quote, generation of land surveyors. In fact, I've got so much faith in them that I'm actually going to let them introduce themselves. So what I'm going to do here is let's just do name, maybe years you've been serving and your current job. So Ryan, why don't you go first? Name is Ryan Werner. I have been serving for about 10 years, give or take. And who do you and, work for? Uh, Arc Design Resources in Loves Park, Illinois. Cool. And what's your current job? I am a crew chief. Awesome. For a yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Davis, why don't you go next? I'm Davis Johnston. Uh, I, I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been serving uh, for about three years now, and uh, I work for Watson Browning Engineering. Uh, sir, serving as a survey technician in the office side of things. Fantastic, Davis. Thanks for being here. Luigi, is he there? Hey, my name is Luigi. I'm, I've been serving for about, uh, it's going to be about three months now. <laughs> uh, I work for Feldman Geospatial, Geospatial here up in Boston. Fantastic. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's great. That's great. Uh, so we, we've got me. Yeah, yeah. So that's really good. So we have Ryan, he's been doing this for 10 years, yet still an incredible young surveyor. Davis, three years, and then Luigi, three months. <laughs> so this is going to be some good stuff for sure. <laughs> I'm excited about this. So before we get into it, let's, I'm just going to ask you guys a really simple question. I'll start with you, Luigi. So, so far after three whole months, what's the best thing about surveying? Uh, I'd say the best thing about surveying is uh, something that I noticed on uh, really early on as soon as I started and this is going to sound pretty funny, but uh, I really identified it. You know, I was I was working. We were working out in the in the woods here in uh, Rhode Island, where I'm where I'm from, and uh, we were doing some boundary surveys. And and afterwards, I went and I looked on the uh, the DC, and I saw you know all the line work that we had done. And uh, for me, that that just hit. Um, that just reminded me of when I was a kid. And my parents, thankfully, you know, we had the, the privilege to uh, spend some time up in New Hampshire and um, uh, rent, out, uh, rent out a cottage, you know, uh, like seasonally there. And I would always, you know, have that kind of desire to go out exploring, adventure. And uh, when I saw that line work and I saw everything we had done, it was, like, it was just like, it was like a childhood dream come true almost. Uh, and, and that's something that just really stuck with me. And the fact of, you know, being out every day and, and being away from the, you know, that's the best thing about surveying for me. Awesome. Really good stuff there, Luigi. Davis, how about you? What's the best thing about surveying? Just how how vast the industry is. Uh, that surveying is just more than surveying with the remote sensing, like with the drone work and scanning. Uh coming from a, a company that, that does a lot of different things, just how things can change and, and not st stuck with the same thing every day. What's your uh, education background, Davis? So I graduated from Troy University in 2019 with a GMATX and surveying degree. Uh, and 
so just that. Awesome. Yep. Great program there for that, for sure. One of like maybe 15 in the country, but I, I know mm-hmm. that there are too many left. Yeah. I know that that program is, uh, you know, definitely one of the tops for sure. How about you, Ryan? What's the best thing about serving? Uh, I guess it's probably a toss up for me because I like the history mm. uh, point of it. Uh, looking back and seeing what people had done before and seeing how far it goes. Um, but I think a part that I just thoroughly enjoy is just a topographic survey. Mm. If they say, go survey this property and, you know, putting a headset on and just, you know, being in my own world and playing connect the dots. And then, you know, you get back and you get to see it on the screen and the engineers can design something out of it. That's, that's what I get out of it. That's what I really enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's great for that. You know, you definitely, you see the fruits of your labor as they say, and that's, that's definitely very, very rewarding. So I'm going to ask you guys a personal question, Ryan, how old are you? 37. Davis, how old are you? 24. Luigi, how old are you? Is he talking? 25. 25. 25. All right. So these so are you guys young surveyors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, Luigi, don't put yourself on mute. Just go ahead and, and leave it live. Um, okay, cool. So we have a really good cross-section of, of you know, as far as age groups go, too. I mean, how old am I? 54? Nine or no. four? <laughs> 36? <laughs> 45? Who knows? I don't even know. All right. So this is going to be awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask you, like, I mean, it's kind of the age old, kind of a boring question, but I have to ask it. Uh, Ryan, how did you get introduced into serving? Uh, <laughs> I was going to school at a junior college uh, to, I wanted to be a teacher at one point, And mm-hmm. then I realized that I didn't have the patience to be a teacher. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. So my parents were like, you just need to go to work. I was at the same job <laughs> I had been at in high school. And my mom bumped into a friend who was actually a CEO of a local engineering firm at the time. And they're like, oh, we need an instrument person. Mm. Has he done this before? No. Good. Throw him in it. And the next thing I know, for three years, I was the guy standing behind the gun with a radio and an SDR 33 that looked like one of those old yep. phone cases yep. and punching in codes and telling them which way to go and put a hub on the ground. Yeah, that's awesome. So Davis, you, uh, you actually have a degree in surveying. So what made you get into surveying, I guess? So uh, in high school, my parents, uh, when coming up on my junior year, it's like, if you're going to go to college, you're going to go with the plan. You're not going to go undeclared for two years and then pick something it's like, you're going to go with a plan, but that, that plan can change. Uh, and so we started looking, I thought I'll maybe want to be a physical therapist and shadowed a physical therapist and started looking at different <clears throat> schools and stuff like that. And it, I realized that really wasn't what I wanted to do that much schooling. And, and so then I went to forestry and then that mm. actually kind of led to surveying. And then we had a friend of ours who was a surveyor and I went and worked with him and, and he, he gave me a great experience. So I, I was hooked to, as a junior in high school. Quite a few people start in forestry and then they end up surveying. You know, I started it. Mm-hmm. Architecture. Architecture. No, well, I know here's, here's my, you know my story. So I mean, I, I went, I started out at SIU Carbondale in civil go engineering. Salukis. Yep, go Salukis. <laughs> well, in, in civil engineering, right? Got in a bad, really bad car accident. Blah blah blah. You know, got totally thrown off track. Went back to school. I actually went into hotel restaurant management. Did I ever tell you that? Oh uh, yeah, we did hear that. I yeah. did that for a bit, and then I the hospitality or something. The hospitality yeah, yeah. hotel restaurant management. Then I went to like an accounting for like a semester. <laughs> I was so effed up. It's not even crazy. And then I, it's not even. I mean, it is crazy actually. And then I finally <laughs> ended up getting a degree in uh, architecture of all things. So, um, and now I, you're I, a 
surveyor. And now I'm a surveyor. Yeah. It's crazy. Right? <laughs> it kind of went sideways a few yeah. times there. Yeah. So, Luigi, I'm, I'm very curious about, about your story. I know you're from Brazil originally. Only been surveying for three years. How did you get introduced to it? So, I, I do apologize for the connection as well. It's kind of dropping. But um, I... So the way I kind of got into it was last, uh, I, I went, actually went to school for mechanical engineering. Uh, I did a, uh, about three years of school um, and I started kind of to get uh, disenchanted, I guess, with what I was learning. And I just couldn't see myself sitting in an office in front of a computer for, you know, 30, 40 years. And um, so I decided to... Uh, and at that time... Um, for, for the rest of college. Uh, so I took that time. I found a job at a civil engineering company here in, uh, here in Rhode Island. And they did more material testing kind of work. So I got into that. I noticed that as well was not for me. Uh, very but I spent a year and uh, what, when I was there at that job was when I to kind of research serving. Um, I researched a good deal about it, um, but it wasn't until the beginning of this year, 2021, that I was able to uh, get in touch with a uh, fellow Brazilian that works up at, at my company now where, where I work at. Um, and I was able to get in touch with him and, and I, I kind of asked him, uh, a bunch of questions about surveying and, uh, you know, the future of surveying and, uh, what are the, the, you know, the possibilities, the career possibilities. And he really put me on the, on the track, uh, you know, to find out more, to get in touch with the company. And thankfully, you know, after about a, uh, after about a couple of months of, of talking to them, uh, I, I ended up, you know, I ended up where I am today at, at Feldman. Um, but it was, it was really interesting. It just kind of, I just kind of fell into it. I think would be the best answer. That's a very common answer. I was going to say, we hear that a lot, a lot, a lot. Either you, either you're like the child of the yeah. surveyor or you fell into yeah. it. You fell into it. Yeah, exactly. And then once it gets in your blood, it just doesn't get out. And there's, there's nothing else you can do except for serving. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We're going to put a positive spin on everything. So, um, I mean, obviously the three of you guys know, and I mean, even though you've been in, you know, doing it for 10, three and three years and three months that um, there is a, there's a shortage of surveyors, no doubt about it. You know, it, it's an amazing profession. Um, I tell people all the time, if you like math and history and being outside and, you know, video games, technology, this and that, I mean, it's combines it's, it all. Yeah. It's everything all rolled into one, you know, it's an incredible profession and it blows my mind every single day that it's not more popular because surveyors are in more demand now than I don't want to say ever, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it, we're badly needed right yes, now. We're absolutely. badly needed for sure. So uh, the challenge is how do we get more people interested in the profession? You know, I just, I don't know the answer to it, to be honest with you. And I don't know why it's such a struggle because it is such an amazing profession. So Ryan, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? How can we get more people interested in serving? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I've always wondered that. Cause I, I like the field. I love it. Like I am, hook, line, and sinker from when I first started. Um, I know a few older generation surveyors that are like, I'm sorry that you're in this profession because 
they're, they don't make money in it. I'm like, really? Like I'm, I love what I do. I bought a house. I mean, I have a, you know, I support my family. I'm going to college and paying for it, you know? And, and like, I, it just, it blows my mind. I think a lot of people get bummed out by those, uh, I don't know, mom pop places because, you know, they ask us how much you cost to do a survey. And I shoot them a dollar amount. And they're like, well, that's expensive. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, yep. all the work that goes into it is not just to go find your pins and call it a day. Um, I guess get people into it. I think it needs to be offered more in the civil engineering program. I mean, it'd be nice if there was a couple of classes because some of the engineers that we have that are really good have spent their summers with us and seen what we do. Mm -hmm. And it gives them a different perspective on how they do their work instead of just going by the theories and the math and what information is provided. They can see how the information was obtained and how it's applied and they can have the kind of the best of both worlds. Yep. Really good point there. I think for civil engineers, I mean, it is invaluable to work in a survey crew for a, a year or what have you mm-hmm. to see it from that perspective, you know, and obviously it doesn't happen all the time. And Ryan, you also mentioned something about, you know, more classes being offered. We had like some GIS folks on, you know, mm-hmm. not too long ago, like how many survey classes did you take? Like none, yeah. you know, it wasn't even <laughs> offered, you know, so I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure how we, how we turn the tide there. Um, well, the other tricky part is, mm-hmm. Teachers of those classes. Teachers of the classes, yeah. It's hard yeah. to find them. Yeah, these guys are making enough money surveying that mm-hmm. yep. they take a pay cut to go be a teacher. Yep, yep. And a lot of the classes are offered at night, right? But mm-hmm. a, most surveyors that would probably be really good teachers are already working like 12, 14-hour days. Then They probably don't have a whole lot of energy left to go and teach at night, unfortunately. But um, Davis, I mean, you have an interesting perspective on this, having gone through a survey, uh, you know, post-secondary education uh, survey program, how, how do you see us getting more people interested or uh, made aware of the profession of surveying? I was started, starting with it in, in schools. Uh, whenever they start teaching kids how to read maps in elementary school, middle school, mm-hmm. whenever that time is, uh, and then especially going up into high school with like mm-hmm. the, the STEM classes, just uh, I've actually done some recruiting while I was in college, kind of recruiting for the program and also just surveying in general. And I went and talked to a STEM, a STEM class that had an actual engineering term or whatever you want, uh, whatever a section that they did. And, and they weren't really interested in it, but the surveying was, they were more interested in the GIS because it was like, oh, Pokemon Go kind of uses GIS and stuff like that. That's when Pokemon <laughs> Go was, was big. And, yep. and so they weren't necessarily as into the surveying part, they saw the drones and, and saw all like the Google cars and stuff like that. And that they loved that, but not the whole, just getting out there with a toll station and cutting lawn. They didn't, they didn't necessarily want to hear that, but definitely starting young, just in, just in the schools. Yeah. And that's really interesting too. We've had this conversation recently that, you know, when like, obviously, you know, like Elaine and Ellie Ball would get kids into survey, you know, they're, they've definitely modeled that to like a pretty, like elementary school kids, mm-hmm. right? And then the question is, you know, what happens after that? You know, let's say you do get some kids interested in, you know, like we've done the Boy Scout thing and yep. that type of thing, you know, to get these kids interested at a young age, what's the next step? How do we keep them engaged in the idea of being surveyors, you know? Promoting the profession to that school. Exactly. Like, like the thing we always talk about when we went to the school, 700 kids, one person knew one person knew what a surveyor was. was. Now it's high school kids. Yep. Yeah. So you just got, got to keep it. Around. But then I read a really interesting article that it's the parents 
the parents are the ones like kind of guiding the kids. Like maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. So like if the parents don't know about surveying, sure as hell they're not telling their kids, I mean, you should be a land surveyor. Yeah. You know, parents are very influential on children. Um, Those darn engineers get all the glory. Engineers <laughs> and architects, right? <laughs> man, oh, man. I said that really encouraged me to be a surveyor because he was oh, a, wow. a, crane op- a crane operator mm. for 43 years. And he there goes, you, go. you know how invaluable you are to yep. guys like me? Like he says to, and being out there working with guys are like, you know, I was working on a job last year mm-hmm. where somebody goes, every crew that a construction company has out needs to have a surveyor on it. He goes, I don't care if it's for five minutes. I don't care if it's for the whole day. Like you guys are so invaluable that it's, it, it's insane. And it's only people that are in the engineering or the construction field that kind of know that. I mean, even, um, uh, uh, what's the other profession? I can't think of it. It escapes me right now. Architects, like if you're designing a building, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have, you need surveyors to figure out where the building's sitting, you know, and they and then they have to design whether it's an expansion or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, surveyors are the first ones in, the last ones out. You're the Marines. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, Shoots. I think you're onto something there. <laughs> Survey Marines. Right? There you go. The Survey Army. <laughs> Survey Navy. I don't want to leave anybody out. Who else Um, is there? No, the Marines are the first ones in and the last ones out. (laughs) Survey Air Force. (laughs) All right. Cool. So, I mean, so Davis, you know, and and Ryan, it sounds like you're going, you know, to school for surveying. Davis, you obviously have gone through a post-secondary program. Um, There's also a tremendous, in our profession, there's a tremendous value put on mentoring. So Davis, I'm going to let you go first on this. I mean, what, what value have you seen in your three years on the mentoring side of things? Uh, so I, I've recently transitioned to the company I'm at now and, and kind of where I was before uh, I went to right after college and, and was in the field and, and we were just so busy that they didn't have time to really put someone on me to, to train me up. They just kind of put me with a crew chief. And it's like, all right, he knows what he's doing. Let's throw him in. Let's throw him with his own crew and go from there. And a lot of that was learning on the job. I mean, school, you learn about surveying when then out in the field, you actually learn how to survey. And so that was, um, that was a, a big learning curve. And now the company I'm at now, the, um, there's two uh, licensed surveyors and, and other guys that have been surveying longer than I've been alive. And just, they've been awesome with just taking their time. Like if I'm working out a boundary resolution and, and something's just not jobbing off the old deed or our plat or whatever, like they, like they are so nice about coming, coming to my office and, and, and showing me, it was like, Hey, this is what, this is what we're going to do. And like, not just sit down and just do it. Like have me sit down and, all right, now do this, now do this. And, and like, we're going to hold this pin and this pin, we're going to rotate to this. And, and like, this is where we're going to throw the air and stuff like that. So that's been a tremendous help in the past month. Also, I'm going to say to that is Davis, you're in a good situation, first of all. <laughs> and the other thing that comes to mind is I have been serving longer than Davis has been alive. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I feel old, <laughs> damn it. Luigi, if you're still with us, talk about the mentoring you've seen or you've received in your three months of serving. When I... F- first started at my first job, um, I went through a pretty, uh, I guess, tough process where uh, it, it frankly kind of demoted, you know, demotivated me a little bit because of, um, you know, I, I was in a position where it was a small company. Uh, uh, we only, it was only one crew, me and, and uh, the, the uh, party chief. 
And the prodigy was actually two years younger than me, oh, but he had been serving ready for about four years. Um, un- unfortunately, he kind of got a little shortchanged as well because he wasn't able to have, you know, a, a solid, consistent mentor with him either. Uh, so it was kind of uh, in certain situations, you know, it was kind of like the blind leading the blind. Mm. And, and I mean, he was such a hard worker and such a smart, you know, uh, uh, chief. And, and I learned so much from him, but there was certain limitations where we get, we got to points where I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. And, and he kind of was a little uh, kind of shaky as well. And, and we, you know, kind of toughed it out together. Um, but I, I came away from that experience with, with a really um, deep appreciation for, you know, a, a mentor that's close by that is uh, that's consistent with you there and, and willing to, you know, answer questions, share knowledge, even when you, you uh, when you don't ask um, and who actually really you know, knows their stuff. Um, I think it's, I mean, it, it's so paramount to, to the success of anybody, I think, in, especially in this profession, which is extremely technical. So that's pretty amazing. He's like been in, doing it three months. He's already got it figured <laughs> out. Right. So any, anybody listening, I mean, if you, if you just heard what Luigi said, I mean, he, he said that, you know, people are taking the time to answer questions for him. If you are, if you're in a situation where nobody's going to give you the time of day, um, to answer or to walk, you know, walk you through questions that you have, you're probably not in the best situation. All right, Ryan, let's move on to you. Talk to talk to about talk about mentoring and how it's played a role in your career so far. Uh, well, like when I first got in, I had a really really awesome uh, crew chief who became a PLS, and I worked for him for a short time, and he was very very passionate about it. He just he loved everything about it, and I. I think I got it to an extension of how much he liked it and how much he enjoyed it. And um, he was very much like, okay, I know how to do it, but I'm going to show you how to do it. So nice. he always handed me everything. And That's awesome. when I f- first started working for him as a PLS, he said, okay, you did the topo, you did everything for it. And I said, yeah, because, okay, now you're going to process it. And I'm like, what? Mm. Like I'm a field guy. He goes, it doesn't matter. Once you understand what they go through in the office, you will understand how to fix some things out in the field so they don't have to do as much. And then, you know, it was a nice, he was just very hands-on teaching, showing, you know, okay, you're having problems out in the field. I'll be right out. And, you know, he, if he can make it out to me, he, you know, come out and help and explain and get me started. And yeah, just a great mentor that I had for a while. And are you in a situation now where you still are getting good mentoring? Yes. Yes. I still have um, some guys that I can run stuff by. And usually they know that like if, if it's a phone call and they're like, wow, you're out of options. Like, I'm out of options. I've been stuck here for a half hour trying to figure this out or trying to do something. And then they'll walk me through it. And, you know, they'll ask some of the other questions because you know how you'll ask yourself the same question and get one answer. But when then somebody else asks it, you may give them a little bit of a different answer sometimes. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that'll help you kind of figure it out because you talk it out. Yep, for sure. I mean, there's always, you know, more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. It's not, don't, don't get me wrong. I like cats, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Um, but no, it, what I, I guess what comes to mind there is um, don't be afraid to ask questions, first and foremost. And what I tell my guys all the time, you know, my guys that are working out in the field, or gals for that matter, that are working out in the field, is like, don't spin your wheels. You know, I mean, 
as human beings, we take a lot of pride in ourselves. You know, it's, we're afraid to ask questions because it shows weakness. You know, you can, you got to get past that. Yeah. You got to get past get that. Over in this stuff. Get over yourself. Yeah. If you have any questions, don't spin your wheels for two hours in the field and come back and be like, oh my gosh, I only got this much done because this didn't work. And this, call the office. You know, yeah. if you're in a good situation and you've got good mentors and you've got good support in the office, do not hesitate to make that phone call. They will appreciate it. Trust me when I say that. For sure. All right. So um, what else we got here? So I'm curious, the three of you, I mean, Luigi, you've only been in this for three months. Um, are, do you even have an opinion about the profession as far as like, do you want to become a licensed surveyor or are you still too, too soon into this to really have an opinion on that? I think, uh, I think my, my knowledge of, uh, you know, what, a, a licensed surveyor, you know, what the, the job actually entails for a licensed surveyor. Um, you know, I kind of got it from, from my, my previous job that uh, it was such a small office. Uh, so I was able to, you know, get an idea of, you know, what, what uh, the PLS did um, in terms of, you know, calculating up uh, points, lines for us to stake out. And, and uh, obviously all the other work that I didn't see behind the scenes, um, you know, I, I don't really have a, a, a very clear picture sure. yet, um, but it's it's definitely something that I, that I am looking to learn more about, and eventually, I would I really would like to pursue license. So. That's pretty amazing. After three months, you know, you still yep. got this amazing attitude, great energy. <laughs> what? So tell me again, what's the, are you in Rhode Island? You said Luigi. Yeah, so I, I, I live in Rhode Island, but I, I commute up to Boston uh, to work for this this uh, this company that that I'm working for now, uh, Feldman Geospatial. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, uh, perfect. Thank you for that, Davis. Uh, how about you? Are you is pursuing licensure something that you're all is that part of your ultimate goal? Yes. Uh, so, kind of the conditions that of me taking the job I'm at now is eventually to get licensed. So. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm currently gathering my stuff. Uh, Georgia's kind of behind when it comes to getting approved to, 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 to sit for the FS exam. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's all done by paper. And so that, that's, that's a long process of, of getting all my stuff together to, uh, to send it off to get approved. So I'm in the process of that. So hopefully by the end of the year, sitting for uh, the FS exam. Nice. Fantastic. Um, Ryan, how about you? Uh, I am, I have a year left at Eastern Illinois and cool. I will have my bachelor's degree. And I'm also going to the Parkland program at the same time. And I will be done next year in the fall. I will have all of my 27 credit hours. Perfect. So at that point you'll pursue the LSIT. Yep. Yep. I will go and get my, uh, surveyor and training. And then hopefully four years after that, God willing. <laughs> yep. Uh, been been a tough road, been a tough road, but it'll be it'll be worth it in the end. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think another thing I enjoy, and I watched. I hadn't seen this done in a long time, and I know it's probably petty, but I watched our surveyor sign a plat, and I just thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever see. I was like a kid in a candy store right there. I'm like, that is so cool. That's gonna be filed, and somebody's gonna look for it one day. It's gonna have his name on it, yep. and mine's gonna be there one day, and that's just. Cool. <laughs> you know what though? I mean, it's so interesting you say that because I mean, really, that's kind of like the start of that individual's legacy as it pertains to yeah. surveying. And I have a picture. I mean, I don't even know where it is right now, but I have a picture of me signing my first plat <laughs> back in Southern Illinois. I mean, it goes back a long, long time oh, ago. Yeah. But it was kind of like it was one of those moments.
moments. I mean, you're exactly right the way you describe that for sure. And the only thing I want to interject right here, and, and this is probably mainly for uh, Luigi's benefit, you know, there is the, you know, the National Society of Professional Surveyors Certified Survey Technician Program, CST. And that is mm-hmm. something that I would definitely highly recommend that, uh, you know, you guys look into, um, you know, as far as like, you know, yeah, getting credentials and stuff like that. It's a great program and it sets you up really nicely to be able to take the, uh, you know, the LSIT and beyond for that matter. So yeah. uh, really good stuff. Okay. There. I appreciate can, that. Can, can I, yes, can I sure. just yes, add please. something uh, yeah. onto what uh, Ryan said? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I definitely, uh, I can definitely identify with, with that feeling because three months in, we were doing a boundary survey out in the woods, and uh, I think we we had uh, I think it was we had set a drill hole, and and I looked to my my chief and I was like, hey, do you think it would be all right if we like chiseled, chiseled our initials like real low here so nobody sees? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, awesome. just that feeling of you know you have it you you have your mark on you know yeah. somebody in in a couple of years when they do another survey or, or whatnot somebody will come by and be like oh, yeah LR and uh, that's so pretty cool. Pretty so yeah. That's a good feeling. That is finding so- pins. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I say finding pins with other PLS's numbers on it is, is really cool because then it just shows the widespread mm-hmm. of, of people and who, like, you know, you can look, okay, well, who did this? And then, you know, you can look up the history and when it was done and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely say, I mean, surveyors and rightfully so are very prideful individuals. And uh, let me put this out there right now. Luigi, you've only been doing this for three months. So this is going to be like your lesson of the day. Okay. If you are sent out to set a property corner and you go to set that property corner, it falls within like, you know, a half a foot of a property corner that you find. Don't set it. (laughs) Don't set it. That's the start of a pin cushion. And that's like the worst thing that we can do. So yeah. Take some notes down already. Yeah, 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 for sure. There you go. There you go. I did a, a survey last week where I dug a hole and I was like, wow, this is a really big pin right here. Oh, geez. And it was, there was three. Unbelievable. And, it, it blew, and they were all within an, like a tenth of each other. It was, I was like, are you are you serious right now? And I, I sent a picture to my boss and he goes, oh, Lord have mercy. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm tying them all in. So you might use, yeah, you can't leave one behind. So it's so, right. it's so embarrassing as a profession when that happens. It's like, you know, I mean, that's just like, you know, I can't, I, I, surveyors are prideful, but sometimes it can become a detriment. You know, it's like I can measure better, better than that guy. Therefore, I'm sticking my pin a tenth away from that guy. That's no, no. Avoid that situation at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the things we want to talk about is, you know, you guys are, are, are younger. I mean, in Luigi's case, he's like an infant, um, younger surveyors. And one of the things that you, you want to try to avoid is, you know, getting pigeonholed into doing one specific thing. It's really easy for that to happen. Um, I know it's something that Davis definitely wanted to talk about. So Davis, I'm going to let you start this conversation out as it pertains to being pigeonholed into doing one thing. Okay. So yeah, uh, really that that came from, uh, as I was talking, uh, talking with some other guys from the program when, when I got the email Friday about the kind of the reminder about the, about the episode, just, uh, really just asking like, out of, two, three years out of college now, like, how are y'all, like, how are y'all still enjoying, enjoying life and, and enjoying being a surveyor and stuff like that? And some guys are like, oh, I've moved five jobs already just because mm. I realized that my, I, that, 
they hired me to be a crew chief and I was only going to be a crew chief there. There was no room to grow there. It was like, I was going to be stuck where I was at. And, and really I've noticed that with, with a lot of guys who go and get their degrees, it's like, Oh, that's like, we're going to, we're going to hire this, this young surveyor right out of college. Um, and it was a little bit, train him up, throw him with his own crew. And then he's going to be there for the next five years while, as he forgets everything he learned in school, because he's only going to, the only time he comes in the office to, is to get a new job. Hmm. And, and so that, that's something that I, I personally experienced. And, and so I started looking for a, for a new experience and, and ultimately landed, I guess, the jackpot where I'm at right now, having the, the mentors that I've had. And, and really, so also like from personal experience, like they hired me. So you're, you have the degree, you're going to be salary. That equaled to me work getting paid for 40 hours a week, working 55 plus hours a week. Yeah. So I was working Thursday and on for free. And that, that really wore me out to the point where I just had to keep working, had to keep working or I was going to lose mm. my job. And so it's a, that's something I, I can encourage to younger guys, especially coming out of schools. Like you have a degree, but first one thing I learned is when I graduated is to sit back and shut up, mm. sit back and learn first. And then once you really learn, learn where you're at, then you can start. All right, this is this, I have this degree. It is worth something, but so just really don't get, get stuck in, in, and know what that degree is worth. It's a really good point. Um, and I mean, here, here's a really good example. I'm, I'm in the process right now of hiring what I believe is going to be ultimately a rock star surveyor. He's a young guy, um, amazing attitude. He's got all the intangibles. He's like a sponge. He wants to learn. And these, these folks are like gold in this profession. And currently, he, you know, he, he took a job with a company, and all he is doing is construction staking. He's basically a point staker doing construction staking. So he has literally been pigeonholed into doing this with the promise that, you know, he was going to be he was going to be mentored and, and brought along and able to do you know all these different things, and that has not happened for him, unfortunately. So, um, you know, I guess a word of advice to to young surveyors: look for companies that are going to give you an opportunity to do a lot of different things and um, and promote the fact that you can do a lot of different things. You know, get your part one hundred and seven, um, pursue the the CST, and there's so many different things that you can do as a surveyor. Um, Ryan. Talk about that a little bit, would you? I mean, have you had any experience about being pigeonholed and doing one thing? No, I can honestly say that I haven't. Like, uh, especially today, uh, I started off my day uh, doing construction staking. I was taking storm sewer. I think I put 12 structures in the ground. And then that was the, the morning. And then the afternoon was doing a parking lot survey. And uh, for a company to come in, and it's going to be a pull and replace. But, you know, they still want to know where some of the brake lines and stuff were. Um, I, my days, I never know what I'm walking into. I mean, they can put it on the schedule and they'll just, they'll just give you the job number and the, and the job and what you might be doing, but you, you never know what I'm going to do. I know tomorrow I'm, I think for the rest of the week, I'm doing a big humongous survey, uh, for an expansion on a building. And I think next week, uh, we're doing a solar field. So I am very fortunate that I get to do a lot of different things. So let me ask you this, Ryan. I mean, what has given you the confidence to be able to do those different things? You're Like you said today, you're doing construction staking. Then maybe you're doing a boundary survey, and then maybe you're doing a flood cert. I mean, what has given you the confidence to be able to do those different things? Just the experience. I mean, it, I'm to the point now where somebody can go go do a flood certificate, and I go, okay, and I know what documents to grab. I And, I, you know, I also call and be like, okay, I think I got everything. Here's what I've done. And they'll say, oh, well, you still need this. Okay, you know, I'm still here. I, I can pick it up. It's not missed. Because, you, you know, you sometimes it gets daunting, but, you know, especially just the time 
I mean, yeah, you get stuck sometimes, which is every day is construction staking. I, I have had that, but they're good about breaking it up and saying, okay, go do a survey for a few days and, you know, get your survey done, go do a boundary survey, go do something like that. Do you feel like you're getting the, the necessary support from the office? Like for example, when I was putting field packs together for, you know, the, the field crews to go out and do the different jobs that I was responsible for, I made sure that I dotted every I crossed every T and provided every single bit of information to the field crew to make their job easier. Do you feel like you're getting that? And what is the importance of getting that? Yeah, uh, I do think I get that. Uh, they're very good about uh, giving us printouts of limits, um, you know, and since we have engineers in the office, we, we have been able, you know, we'll, we can go sit down and ask, okay, what's important, what's not important, you know, is it is this, uh, you know, like, do we just need to show it so it's there for posterities, or is this something where this could get wiped out and changed? So they're there. Uh, we do have direct uh, contact with all of our engineers. So if we have questions while we are out there, um, the other thing that if that I've learned is that if if you want to make a quick decision out in the field, if you doing a survey per se, if you think you need to get it, get it, get it, because it's easier to argue. Well, you didn't need it, and that's okay. Rather than why do we have to make another trip? Yep. When in you know, doubt, shoot it. Right. When in doubt, when in doubt, shoot it. Just or like we say, when in doubt, put a ground shot. You know, that's it's just a funny saying for us, but you know, yeah. just pick it up while you're out there. If it's if it's if it's five minutes out of your way, no big deal. You know, just take the time, get it. Then there's no question. For sure. Davis, I'm, I'm interested to get your perspective on this since you're on the office side primarily. I mean, what is the importance of providing the field crews with everything they need? I mean, it could be, it could, it means the difference in having to go back. Just if I don't, and if I don't include everything, if I don't include that plat that makes that has that point of commencement or point of beginning for that deed and they miss that and we have to have that to tie that down. We, I mean, that's another trip they have to go back out there. And, and, and that's what I'm learning to do is like trying to, trying to send the crew with more than they need. Yep. So they don't have to go back out, but unfortunately sometimes they do, but just setting them up for success, honestly, just makes the project so much more smoother. You know what? You said something there that I is resonating and you just said it 30 seconds ago, set the survey crew up for success. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. How about you, Luigi? Are you, uh, do you feel like you're being set up for success? I think so. Thankfully I, I can, uh, I can say that now uh, where I am, you know, there's uh, more than enough uh, qualified guys that, you know, that they have so much uh, experience in the field of serving. And uh, since we do, primarily construction serving uh, in, in and around the city of Boston. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll do boundary surveys here and there uh, on the outskirts and some other cities close in Massachusetts. Um, but, you know, so many guys that have so much experience and it's been a, thankfully, thank God, it's been a, it's been a great experience so far. Uh, but I do, you know, I, I can identify with that need, um, you know, uh, with, you know, the need to kind of have uh, uh, really good mentors that uh, um, space to grow as well. Uh, and but I'm thankful I, I found that here where I am. So. Yep. I'm going to circle you. back on something we talked about a little earlier. Everybody knows what an architect and an engineer does. Uh, how do we educate the public to make them understand and aware the value that a land surveyor provides? I'll start with you, Ryan. 
Uh, I was actually just thinking about this. Um, we make it look pretty. I mean, you have the engineers who will design everything around the footprint of where a building is supposed to go, right? And then you have the architect who designs the building and then we have to make it look pretty and fit in that footprint for who, for what, for whoever, you know? So I think we're, we make it look pretty, but we're also the connection between the two. Davis, how about you? Uh, it's, I kept, I'll open this with a, like a funny story, like a, a crew chief that I worked with uh, previously he, when he got into serving, he thought he was going to be in the mall handing out surveys. <laughs> like for people to fill out like that. That's what, that's his idea of what surveying was. And so just when people stop and hesitate, don't blow them off. Yeah. Take the five minutes to tell them what it is. But I mean, it's hard when, when you're, when your company is so busy, you can't take that time or, or there's not really, it's just, it's just hard to, to really educate people when they know nothing about it and kind of bring back up what Ryan said it it starts with parents like the parents kind of, if they the only thing they know about surveying is mom and pop place and not knocking mom and pop places. I mean, that's kind of how the surveying industry was built, but, but if that's the only thing they know, they don't know like, Oh, this, there's just, there's this giant company that all they do is, is aerial surveying with LIDAR. Like they don't, like they don't, they don't know what that is. Oh. They don't know how cool that could be for their, for their child to take a part in. How about you? I gotta, I gotta, Oops, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. No, I, I have a, a, a general question for everybody really quick. Do you feel now this might, now, was it last podcast where somebody said they'd never seen the show Friends? Was that Jake? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I don't know if the other two have seen Friends, but do, for, do you guys feel that we're like the Chandler Bing oh. of like, of like the professions? Yes. Because you could ask anybody, like anybody, you could, any job in the world, you can say what your profession is and they know exactly what you do. But when it comes to, Oh, I'm a surveyor. You're what? Like, <laughs> Trans. You know what? I, I, I'm going to hear, I don't know how many times, like, I mean, I don't do it anymore, but a lot of times I like, you know, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a land surveyor. And like, you're a landscaper. You know, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. a land surveyor. So you know what I started doing? And I recommend this to everybody. If somebody asks what I do, I, I say, I'm a geomatics professional. There you go. And they're like, oh, my God, tell me more. And then all of a sudden I engage in this amazing conversation. Like, holy crap, that's incredible what you do. So oh, I got to start using that one. I would highly recommend. <laughs> I'm, start using that one. Geom I'm a geomatics professional. And you will be it leaves amazed. The, it leaves the brain. Like, the umbrella yes. is so open. <laughs> oh, my God. People are like, holy crap, that sounds really impressive. I'm what like, do you say, Ryan? Your photographer? No, photogrammetrist. And then they say what? And I <laughs> yeah, just say, they say make, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then I just say I make maps. I make maps. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. gets mad at me. She's like, yeah. "There's more to it than that." You, you make it sound like it's a, yeah. It's like why? Like, why are we ashamed to tell tell people what we do? I don't I, understand. I don't like to take the time to explain it. It's but it's but it's good yeah. that you do. You need I to. Know, right? I uh, trust me. Everybody well, listening. If anybody asks you what you do, say I'm a GMX professional and, and then, see what happens. And then you're off to the races. Oh, you're off to the races. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. How about, how about Luigi, the geomatics professional? What would you have to say as far as educating <laughs> the public? Ge geomatics infant, right? Like, uh, like Kent said earlier. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I, I think, uh, I think the, uh, I just like to state the importance of that visibility on, on social media. especially. Ooh. I think today, uh, the the amount of uh, adolescents and teenagers and 
it's 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 crazy i i i'm i help out you know kind of in the youth pastor um role here in my ch- in my local church and and i can see it firsthand where the amount of the amount of kids that have you know tiktok instagram profiles um it's it blows my mind like there's there's more kids and the parents don't even know how to use the apps that the kids know how to use uh, so they, there's a lot of visibility and, and that's frankly, that's where, that's kind of how I got engaged in the profession was from the Instagram profile of, uh, this, the, the fellow Brazilian that works at my, at my company. Um, I, I, I found him on Instagram. I, I looked at his posts. I found it interesting. I sent him a, a direct message and, and he was gracious enough to respond and engage in that conversation. Um, so I think the importance of, having that visibility on social media is it, it's uh, I think it's a, it's a great asset uh, that we can use to, you know, kind of um, give a good propaganda of our, of our profession. So of what we do. Luigi, that was so well said. In fact, I think that's how you and I got in touch. As a matter of fact, was through Instagram. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm an old guy and I'm still like, you know, figuring out Instagram and stuff like that. But oh my God, what a powerful tool mm-hmm. between Instagram really and Facebook is. and LinkedIn and that type of thing. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, I go, I go back to when I talked about <clears throat> the, the three foot um, radius, the three foot radius. Right. But I mean, so it's like the three foot radius is between me and my computer right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I post something on Instagram, exactly. think about the uh, influence app could potentially have. That increases the radius just a smidge. It's like it becomes global at that point. Exactly. The, the global radius. I think we oh, got to add. The global <laughs> radius. I am freaking on to something here, boys. Trademark. I think we got to add more work for Jake and uh, have a Geoholics TikTok. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Get him on there dancing. Someone's got to be doing that already. Oh, my God. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. So Actually, Dave, you sent a good yeah. one the other day. Remember the guy that it was jumping around? Yeah. Next to his total station, do you remember that? Oh yeah, it was yeah, one of the yeah. ones where, like he was. Yeah. Have you seen that where it, like it looked like his feet aren't leaving the ground? Yes, yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. We need more content like that. I totally agree. I totally agree. So let's talk about social media a little bit. I think that's a really important point that Luigi brought up. Davis, what do you, what do you think about the importance of social media and promoting the profession? I mean, uh, just like scrolling through like my Explorer page on Instagram now is is full of surveying stuff. Especially after started listening to the podcast and and stuff like that. Uh, looking up uh, like just other surveying pages it's really cool to see like especially like uh last week talking about to get kids into surveying like seeing that or or like even facebook uh, like some of the the surveyor groups or whatever uh just seeing like uh how the impact and it grows that community like like, I, like i've couldn't like connected with guys that are surveying in california like that even though i'm i'm over here in georgia like seeing seeing what it's looking like to for them to survey in california and like it doesn't matter where they're at in the States or really at where they're at in the world. They're running into the same problems we are. So, you know what? You hit on something there. That's unbelievable. Here's the thing. We've, we've talked at this point, we've talked to surveyors and GMX professionals from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And every single person, every single surveyor, GMX professional we've talked to, they're all experiencing the same things that we are, you know, everything from the rewards to the challenges to you know, the shortage of surveyors, this and that. It's not, a, it's not something that's an issue for your individual state or your individual, and it's not in, in the U.S. for that matter. It's not I mean, localized at it's, all. It is a global issue. So, I mean, well, anything we can do to promote the profession is good. Ryan, what about you in social media? Are you involved with it? 
Uh, yeah, I, I think after the, the first podcast that I listened to of you guys, uh, like I said earlier, was like, I listened to it for a class. I think it was on taking notes because you had the guy that did the competitive shooting on the back of a horse or something like that. Or was that the next one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert Martin. No, that, I think that, that was. Robert Martin, yeah. was I think it was Robert, yeah. Oh, what? Or was that Phil F? No, 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 no. Phil can't compete in anything. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Phil. Wow. I think I think the first one we had to listen to was the one with the notes, and then I think I went yeah. back one, or I went to the, I don't know something like that. But um, I think Phil was on the notes yeah. one. Maybe yeah. that's where I'm getting at. After you go back one, go forward about twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think uh, like get kids in the surveying is a good thing. Um, sure. I've been checking into that because I actually want to participate with it and teach my daughter's girl scout troop because mm. they're doing a bunch of uh stem cell stuff but they were all doing robots and you could tell the kids were just i mean don't get me wrong the the robot thing is very important and it's, yeah. it's very cool but you could tell the kids were just getting burnt out with it and i'm like okay you, we should do something different let's get them outside let's get them getting in the dirt let's have them look for pins let's you know have them you know do something fun and you know read a ruler do something outside and you know, and I just, I think that's would be a good thing too. is get them, you know, when they're doing stuff like that, like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and stuff like that, or Scouts, what's it, whatever it's called now. I don't know if they're all combined under one roof or whatever it is anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, you touched on something there that's, uh, I totally on board with, I mean, Ryan has been a part of this, uh, as long as I have, as far as like participating in the boy Scouts and, you know, helping to administer the survey merit badge and that type thing. And it is amazing. It is amazing. First of all, like the, the, the survey merit badge hadn't been offered in like 30 years here mm-hmm. in Arizona. And then the United surveyors of Arizona that I'm, I preside over, we started doing it about four years ago. And it's like, every time we offered it, it was completely booked out. Yeah. It filled up fast, completely sold out. And, Anytime we had, every time we administered it and the kids were out there, it's like they were engaged. They loved it because it like challenged them. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So the fact that you're doing that, just get them out with a compass. And yes, with the tools oh. and just showing the ropes, yep. and they're they're hooked. Exactly, exactly. So that's a good way to start it, but you gotta keep you gotta, you gotta, keep, yeah, you gotta it going. keep going. You gotta keep it going. You know, and that's I think where the parents come in. You know, and the parents get engaged, and why? The more and more I think about it. It's like you have to get the parents engaged in the idea of becoming a surveyor. Because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are in the kid's ear. For sure. Pushing them along. Go be an engineer. Yeah. Go be an engineer. Be, be an, an architect. architect. You know, those are the things we know. You know, it's safe. Exactly. You know, they're a dime a dozen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I mean, be a surveyor and you're going to freaking make a shit ton of money and have a great career. Yeah. My kid loves coming to see where I work. She loves to come walk around the back. She sees all the robots laid out. And she sees <clears throat> the GPSs and... And you look over on the other side and she see like, she'll see all the trucks and then she'll see the four wheelers and, you know, and then she goes around and she says, Oh, look, there's a drone. And I'm like, yeah, that's the one I fly. And she goes, you, Oh yeah, that's right. You fly a drone. I'm like, yeah, I get to use it for surveying. And she goes, that's so cool. And she yeah. oh, starts looking man. at it. She likes grabbing the data collector because my data, my data collector looks like a tablet and she starts kind of playing on it and occasionally yep. and whatnot. So. Yeah. You, I, I honestly, I think you're onto something there. It's like kids, you know, it's like everybody's on their phone, everybody's on their tablet, this and that, you know, it's like if the technology side of things is something that gets you into the profession, that's awesome. All for that's it. awesome because we, we can do scanning, we can do drones. I mean, there's so much that we can do. Just join us, <laughs> join us, become part of the survey army. The Marines. right survey Marines, survey Marines. All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what else? What I, I, Man, you guys have been great. I mean, there are a lot of positive things that come out of this. Um, talk about 
Tell us about what you're most excited about moving forward. Luigi, I'm going to let you go first. Um, I'm, you know, as I think everybody uh, guessed, I'm really excited just to fill in kind of the gaps of, you know, my knowledge, like uh, of the profession, of the processes, um, you know, of the history behind surveying. So three months in, it's, it's kind of like I'm patching it, three months in without, you know, formal education in surveying. I'm kind of grabbing information from textbooks and, uh, you know, trying to find uh, books to read about the history of surveying and, and learning from uh, my chiefs. And so it's, it's kind of just patching the holes and then, you know, excited to use all that knowledge um, to, you know, to hopefully grow even more in the profession, be able to as well. Something that I really want to do is figure out how to uh, kind of get more exposure, especially here in my home state, and, uh, and in the areas around where I live here uh, of the profession, because like both Ryan and, and uh, both Ryan and Davis were, were saying, uh, I, I had never heard of surveying before 2019. So I didn't, I didn't know it existed. I didn't know what, what surveyors did. And uh, when I kind of fell into it, it was just a, it was just like, you know, opened up so much possibility, you know, so much uh, opportunity. So I think it's, it's something that I really want to do and kind of uh, share that with everybody I know here. So, so Luigi, if you want to move to Arizona, let me know. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'm going to use this as a recruiting opportunity. Absolutely. Why not? Right? <laughs> no, no, Luigi, thanks for joining us, man. That is, that is awesome. You had a great perspective and I really appreciate it. Davis, how about you? Absolutely. Uh, just looking forward to, to getting licensed, uh, taking, taking the LSIT and then, uh, and then eventually getting licensed and just growing that professional career and, and growing, hopefully growing the business where I'm at and, and uh, kind of taking over for some of the surveyors that are getting, getting up in age. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love what he just said right there. That was awesome. How about you, Ryan? Uh, I have to agree with Davis. I can't wait to get my license and, you know, get my, get my number and be able to put it on a cap that somebody else has to set sometime and, you know, make my little mark in history of doing that and signing my first plat and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. There's, there, there's something fun about it. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. It was just like, I was sitting there and oh, I'm like, that's, it's like a, it's like an autograph. I don't know. It's like you're making an autograph that, that somebody's going to have to look up later on in life. It's like a, it's like a stamp in time, mm -hmm. actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a stamp in time. It's history. I mean, if you if you appreciate history at all, oh my God, get into surveying, right? For sure. <laughs> Wait, who who who's my guy? Abraham Lincoln. Of Abe, course. Yeah. Hold on. Honest Abe. Abe yeah. Honest Abe. Exactly. He was a surveyor. I love that guy. Uh, shoots, what you got? You got something else coming up? No, I think this. Uh, I'm going to be gone next week, so we're going to have Amanda filling in for me. Yeah, Correct. man, that's going to be here next week, I yep. believe. Yeah, that should be really fun. Is there anything else, guys, that we haven't touched on that you might want to get out there? And, uh, uh, Ryan, I'm going to start with you, actually. Uh, no, I, I'm i good. Fun conversation. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Absolutely. This is awesome, yeah. Yeah, the three of you, I mean, 10 years, three yeah, years, that, that three months. The diversity of the perspectives was really what makes it. Was it. It's just giving me motivation, honestly. It's fueled <laughs> now, my fire Now you're ready to go back more. to work tomorrow. And the I episodes am. of the young surveyors are the ones that do the best numbers, too. So yes, this be they a great, do. This be a yes, great they week. do. Yes, <laughs> and each one of these guys brings something different uh, to the profession. I'm so excited about that. Davis. 
Uh, really, the only thing I have to add is, um, is really trying to get a perspective. Like, in, I mean, Illinois, Boston area, and, and Arizona, how do y'all see other survey companies? Uh, like, I know around here, it's kind of, oh, every other firm is crap compared to, to ours. Like, like how like how is that? And that's not just saying the one mm-hmm. I'm at, but just that's kind sure. of the mentality around every around every firm. Like, do y'all help, like want to help each other, or or is it really like, oh, I like screw y'all kind of thing? That's a, that's a great point. We can talk for hours on this, but let's just try to keep it to about ten minutes, maybe five. Um, no, I mean, Davis, I think you're on to something really, really important there. Um, we touched on a number of times earlier that surveyors are very prideful, right? And they they think that their solution is the only solution. Unfortunately, I don't feel like I'm one of those people. But you have to understand how do you how do how do you uh, how do you deal with those situations, right? Um, surveyors as a whole, they just, we need to come together is what it boils down to. You know, if, if, if a fellow surveyor has a question or raises a question about a corner that you set, good God, be open-minded. You know, we're not freaking perfect. Jesus, we all make mistakes. You know, if it needs to move over two feet, it needs to move over two feet. Okay. Let's fix it. Let's make it right. You know, and Davis is on to something that we're going to have an entire podcast on, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, for That's sure. That's a great idea for a future podcast. It's a great that, idea, that yeah. That a topic that cannot yeah, yeah. be covered yep, for shortly. Sure. How about you, Luigi? Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to get out there? No, I just, I think, uh, I just wanted to uh, express the uh, kind of even gratitude, you know, for, for everyone who's, who's doing podcasts on, you know, on our profession. Uh, I've listened to a couple, but they were really instrumental in the first, you know, month or two really to kind of solidify my, my, you know, my mind, like, this is what, you know, I want to do listening to, I listened to the episode with Farah and the other two younger yeah. uh, uh, surveyors. I can't remember the, the two names, um, but you know, they, and, uh, a couple of things that they yeah. said there uh, with, yeah. And it was a couple of things that just stuck with me and it was like, yeah, this is, you know, and seeing other experience like Ryan here, Ryan here, hearing uh, Davis, it, it kind of motivates me to get, to where they are. So it's this podcast uh, and this exposure that, that you guys get uh, is fantastic. So I want to thank you for the opportunity too. Uh, that's, that's about all I have. Yeah. That's amazing. Luigi. And here's the thing. Reach out to me. I mean, I have your contact information. I'm going to stalk you. I'm going to, send, <laughs> I'm going to send you. I have so much resourceful information. I'm going to send you guys. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing. Consider that the ripple effect of being on the geologics, right? Awesome. Absolutely. Oh, man. Shoots. You got anything else, buddy? That's it. I think we got to put a bow on it, right, Jake? Put a bow on it. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, Amir. This has been great. Let's uh, We'll say that's a wrap, right? Another awesome value-adding show. Please be sure to check us out at thegeoholics.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and on your YouTube channel. And TikTok coming soon. Yes, if you go to YouTube, TikTok. <laughs> Apparently, that's coming soon. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And you can download the Geoholics app from LanceRiversUnited.com. Send us an email at info at thegeoholics.com if you have any content ideas or would like to be a guest on a future show or just say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, please support our amazing friends of the program. Every chance you get, be sure to mention you're a Geoholic for the extra special 
VIP treatment. You go, to the, you go to the VIP room. Exactly. VIP room. You know what happens there. Pay it forward. Add value. Make friends. Brooks and Dunn. Hardworking man. Available everywhere, as always. And until next time, be safe and healthy, everybody. Hardworking man. Once again, a shout out to our friends of the program, Aerotech Mapping Inc., ATMLV.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys Inc., AGSGPS.com, Bad Elf GPS, Bad-Elf.com, Cobb Fenley, CobbFenley.com, Cyanic Automation, GetJobBook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Get Kids Into Survey, GetKidsIntoSurvey.com, Land Surveyors United, LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, monsonengineering.com, Nettleman Land Consulting, nlcprep.com, Parkland Community College, parkland.edu slash surveying, Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us, Tiger Supplies, tigersupplies.com, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.